0: 9 FM. Fort Wayne, Indiana. The Fan. Live, local, and talking about the teams that matter to you. This is Talkin' Sports with Jim Shublin. On Fort Wayne Sports Station. 1380 The Fan at 100.9 FM. Brought to you by Automotive Color and Supply.
1: Good morning and welcome to Talkin' Sports for a Saturday, June 18th, 2022... Along with producer, co host Justin Kenny. I'm Jim Shovelin. Thanks so much for tuning in as we're talking local sports of all sorts. Till the top of the hour at 10 o'clock. If you want to weigh in on any subject lo- uh, regarding local sports, do so via the Automotive Color and Supply. Text line at 46862. That's 46862. And uh, got a great show lined up for you this morning. We're going to be talking with for Tin Caps broadcaster John Nolan. Pinch hitting this morning for Mike Nutter, as Mike Nutter is uh, with family at uh, a reunion. It's nice to be able to get away in the summertime when you're in the baseball industry to be able to do that. And uh, Mike is taking that opportunity. So pinch hitting will be John Nolan this week. And uh, we'll talk to John just uh, after the first break. And then I want to get into... Uh, at the the bottom of the hour, I want to talk a little bit of high school football and uh, want to chat with Mr. Justin Kenny about the upcoming football season. Some of the, the changes, of course, Jason Dorfler leaves Northrop, goes to Leo because Jared Souter takes an, an admin position uh, at the school. And then Quentin Bowen. Leave Snyder to take over that uh, program at Northrop High School. So uh, just in coaching alone, you know, and the coaching staffs that are going to see some shuffling as well because of the head coaching changes too. We'll talk a little bit about that. But then also Justin has been uh, very heavily into the seven-on-seven culture and uh, is probably seen more seven-on-seven seven than most people around town. So, you know who might be some of the impact players that are going to burst on the scene this year, or who's made maybe perhaps the biggest jump and is going to impact their conference. Uh, but we'll we'll talk about that in the bottom of the hour. So stay tuned for that. Once again, four six eight six two. Automotive color and supply text line. On this date in Fort Wayne sports history, June 18th, back in 2011, uh, the Carroll Chargers baseball team of Mr. Dave Ginder uh, won their second state title in a row. And uh, the entry uh, indicates that the Chargers won their second straight state title, the first class for a repeat baseball championship. Uh, since the advent of class sports of the champion, if you will, and in took down the highly touted Indianapolis Cathedral team uh, with uh, now major league pitcher Dylan Peters. Um, Carroll won five to three top in the University of Texas recruit uh, for the second year in a row. Peters struck out 16 chargers the previous year, even though Carroll won one to nothing in nine innings. This time, Peters struck out 12 in that game. Chargers finished 32 and 2, bringing their two-year run to 58 and 8. So uh, it, one of those things where uh, that was uh, uh, quite the program, and, and still to this day is uh, one of the top-rated programs, one of the most respected programs uh, from a baseball perspective uh, around the northern part of the state and uh, probably statewide as well. And uh, you, you know the record indicates it. The the quality of uh, baseball indicates it as well. Of course, Dave Ginder, uh, the recipient of uh, one of the Northeast Indiana Baseball Association Hall of Fame inductions from uh, last Sunday. Uh, and once again, I want to thank everybody that came out for that. And uh, we're able to see as Coach Dave Ginder and Coach Dean Lehrman of the Heritage Patriots also was inducted. As well as former Elmhurst High School player Steve Finken, who played uh, professional baseball as well. So, uh, and then Steve Craw, the uh, the web genius that uh, is uh, part of Indiana RBI Baseball and uh, IndianaRBI.com, as well as Jeff Herring uh, getting awards. uh, Steve got the Bob Parker Award and Mr. Jeff Herring, the Colin Lister Award. So um, great food, great fellowship, a lot of people out there. Had a lot of fun out at Classic Cafe. Once again, 46862 Automotive Color and Supply Text Line. We uh, uh, have some um, high school baseball champions already uh, in Class 2A. It was uh, Ileana Christian over Centerville, 10-1. to and uh gary well the uh the gary andrean 59ers beat Brubuff six to one in uh that 3a championship game and uh the pitcher for brebuff was the first round uh first round draft pick probably likely uh touted as one and uh but andrean got things done and they got a young squad as well so uh Uh, I was informed uh, early this morning by uh, our friend Garrett Wejack. Yeah, I Uh,
2: imagine that was coming, huh?
1: Yeah, yeah. And uh, so, you know, Weij was uh, pretty pretty excited about that. So, uh, congrats to the 49ers. That's San San Francisco. You got to go further east to get uh, additional. So, the 59ers of Andrean are the ones that... uh, our state champions for class three a and you know who knows
2: eight uh, time state champions now Andrea and Ty Laporte the most in state history
1: and Schreiber and the slicers I, don't, I wonder if we Jack was ever on a state championship team I I could see that happening he was on a little League World Series team that played you know Williamsport I think <laughs> I don't know maybe I'm maybe I'm pumping a guy up you know but uh yeah. Well he's uh he's he's pitching in the uh Federation, so if you want to go out there and watch the submarine or work, uh head out to Carrington on a Saturday or Sunday and uh get his autograph too. Anyway, four six eight six two automotive color and supply text line. Now he's one of the good guys in the world. Four six eight six two uh, don't forget the Leo High School Boys and Girls Lacrosse teams will be running a youth uh, lacrosse camp for boys and girls. That starts Tuesday, this coming Tuesday, and it will run through Thursday. It's at Crossview Church in Grable, Indiana at 12532 Grable Road. Cost is just 40 bucks, and you can learn. You don't have to have equipment or gear or anything like that. Uh, the coaches running the camp will uh, will, will teach The basics, you know, if you're just a beginner or if you've had a little bit of experience, uh, go into some of the nuances and intricacies of the sport. But uh, anyone who will be attending fifth through ninth grade during the 22-23 school year is eligible for this. Once again, just $40 for the camp. So with that said, um, Justin, how's your week been?
2: It's very good. Good, yeah. Good. Other than, uh, did you have any serious uh, issues with power or trees down or anything from the from the storm?
1: We did not. We were at uh, uh, the, the stepdaughter's uh, softball game. Was that Monday night? All that broke loose. Yeah, yeah. Monday? We were there, and they had a double header. London and Giada had a double header, and uh, they played the 7:30 game. Everybody knew that there was a storm coming, and so. Uh, everybody was on their phones watching radar and everything and uh boy they got into the nine o'clock game saw the first flash of lightning to the north of us and the president came down and said that's it we're done we're, we're done we're not doing the 30 minutes and all sure, this uh-uh. let's just get out of here yeah let's get out of here get home be safe and so everybody did and um so i got home and i took shelter outside on the patio like most midwestern men do during storms uh, show our intelligence there <laughs> <laughs> brought brought the dogs out with me and they both said Jim there's a storm coming we we're, we're going in yeah the more the more intelligent
2: form you know <laughs> people in that, the, that situation Yes,
1: yeah, that species decided <laughs> no no we're, we're going in Jim and uh, I said there's a the door you know so I watched it a little bit and then my daughter texts me Now she lives out southwest And she yeah says, are, are you guys okay? yeah we're fine she goes we're in the closet hey family of five in a closet she said the wind is blowing so hard she said i mean it it feels like a tornado Mm -hmm. and i thought oh my goodness you know luckily where i was at we had no excess wind whatsoever where she was at you know, what, close to 98 miles an hour. Yeah. I mean, was... uh, and just uh, the devastation out on the southwest side of town and through Wayndale and such. Uh, my gosh, just, you know, and then an, an act of nature that does that. You, you walk through those neighborhoods in that afternoon, everything's uh, serene and set and all, and then, um, boy, just a few hours later something comes through and uh, changes your Changes your whole life, changes the right. whole landscape of everything. So, anyway.
2: Yeah, my parents just got uh, power back yesterday. Mm. They live um, off Illinois Road, so in the midst of, of Southwest, that got pretty nailed earlier this week. So Indeed.
1: 46862 Automotive Color and Supply Text Line at a Texas just came in that says, T.S., any update on the Notre Dame baseball championship the fighting irish are in the world series taking on texas and yes bob the irish were victorious last night over the longhorns seven to three in that one i was able to watch oh but the last five six innings and uh it was uh, it was one for the books it was they, they jumped on uh, texas pitching and, and stayed on it but then uh, Texas wanted to just chip away a little bit in the uh, later innings. But still, uh, it's going to be fun watching the Fighting Irish uh, going through here now uh, as we have gotten to Omaha. So, you know, they're uh, they're not adverse to uh, knocking off some of the bigger boys in uh, college baseball. So, yeah, the uh, Notre Dame Fighting Irish
2: victorious.
1: And then I uh, can't remember who they play tomorrow. It might be... Did A The
2: winner of AM in Oklahoma, yeah. I think was A right? Yeah. No, Oklahoma beat
1: Texas. Oklahoma Texas. did. Yeah. Okay. All right. And then just had another text uh, that came in. It says, "Yes, go 59ers." I wonder who
2: With, that's from.
1: I don't know, but there's a lot of uh, their, their finger must be sore from all the exclamation points that they uh, included on there. Uh, Four six eight six two automotive color and supply text line, and the guy doing the plate. The umpire at the plate.
2: Yeah, couldn't get anybody better apparently.
1: <laughs> <Jeff Lionel>. Wow.
2: <laughs>
1: and and I had the, I had the privilege and honor of, of coaching him just just a little bit. Really? He was a left-handed pitcher uh, at Dwanger when he was a senior. Yeah, came out made the team as a senior. How about that? Hey. So, yeah. Uh,
2: Jeff's a great guy. I give him crap. I well, wow, you know, can't wait to read about all the uh, bad calls in that. He was laughing. So, yeah, he did. He was behind the plate last night with balls and strikes. And it was an emphatic called third strike to end the state
1: championship game. I I would love to hear uh, his take on the pitching that we would have seen uh, last night there. Anyway, so, or uh, I may have to wait until I I see him out and about. And uh, we'll ask Mr. Lytle, unless he's listening, but, you know. Sometimes I think he does just to critique us.
2: <laughs>
1: so once again, four, six, eight, six, two, four, six, eight, six, two automotive color and supply text line. Before we go to break, I want to tell you about my friends at Culligan. You have a water softener. Any, any maker model doesn't matter. doesn't have to be a Culligan. It can be any kind. Is it in the corner of your basement? Is it uh, right next to the sump pit? Is it got cobwebs all over it? You don't know. You just, Throw salt in it a couple, three times, you know, a uh, uh, quarter, and, and that's about it. Call Culligan today, four eight four eight six six eight. That's four eight four eight six six eight. For twenty nine ninety five, they will come out and inspect your water softener, and if everything's fine, they'll tell you. They'll say, hey, everything's running great. They'll do a little, couple little tests. They'll check the connections. They'll check to make sure that things are are brining properly, etc. And if they are, you're in good hands. Twenty nine ninety five, well spent. Now, if there are any issues, well, they'll let you know that too. But uh, give them a call today because they are the trained professionals that I rely on at all times with my soft water. And that's Culligan, 484-8668, 484 Give your people Culligan water. We'll be back with more. You're listening to Talkin' Sports, powered by R.M. It's the Stanley Cup Final on Sports USA, and we're in Colorado for Game 2 as the Avalanche and Lightning square off for Lord Stanley's Cup. The
0: Bolts are two-time defending champs and have the pipes protected with the amazing Andre Vasilevsky. The Avs have home ice, and leading the charge up front is Makar and McKinnon. It's the Lightning at the Avalanche, Game 2, this Saturday, on your home for the Stanley Cup Final, Sports USA. Listen for action after Tin caps baseball on 1380 The Fan at 100.9 FM. Keep your building cool in the summer, warm in the winter, and safe from whatever Mother Nature throws its way with Duralast, the world's best roof. Custom-fabricated to fit your roof precisely, the world's best roof is backed by the industry's best warranties. When quality and performance matter most, Duralast, the world's best roof. Contact Landmark Roofing today for your free estimate. Go online to LandmarkRoofingIN.com or call 260-710-7006. Not completing high school is more of a social thing than it was an academic thing. I came out in the 11th grade. Nobody was embracing you. The kids were cruel. It was very difficult to be gay. Even though all these years have passed, I still had that longing to have my diploma. The hard part was determining that I was going to do it, but I definitely didn't do it alone. At age 30, with the help of her mentor, Carissa finished her high school diploma. I have a mentor, Maria. She convinced me to continue my education and finish what I started to get my diploma. She just never judges. She's a true role model. If you're even considering getting your high school diploma, go get it. You can do it. Diploma alone. If you're thinking of finishing your high school diploma, you have help. Find free adult education classes near you at finishyourdiploma.org. That's finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. Now back to talking sports with Jim Shovlin on Fort Wayne Sports Station 1380
1: The Fan and 100.9 FM. Welcome back to Talking Sports, powered by Automotive Color and Supply. For a beautiful Saturday morning on tap, uh, the birds are singing. I think Justin Kenny's singing too, but uh, had a little mic issue there uh, because somebody just texted in and asked uh, if I had stuffed you in a closet. Uh, no, the long weather. time
2: coming. If yes. you did.
1: Well, you know, we were talking about you know people going into the closet to to get out of the the storm's way and all that and. uh not you though not no, I'm here so that's that's good, and uh, though you're you're coming in loud and clear, yes, but you're about three feet away from me too, so <laughs> that, that, that helps four six eight six two automotive color and Supply. text line four six eight six two put t s in the front of your message if you will, and on the talk and sports phone line, power by fire police city county Federal credit union, pinch hitting for Mike Nutter. A play-by-play broadcaster, Mr. John Nolan. John, good morning, sir.
3: Good morning, Jim and Justin. An early happy Father's Day to you guys and everyone else out there and listening, including maybe Mike Nutter, Ten Caps President. Sorry for the letdown, but uh, yeah, ha- happy to have the chance to uh, fill in here today.
1: Yes, indeed, we're glad to have you, John, and uh, and and thank you for the early Father's Day, uh, uh, kudos, etc. I've uh, I, I like to say I'm. Uh, a, a 41 year veteran of father's days so uh you know <laughs> I, I, I should have this down by now but uh you know a
3: lot of ties it sounds like you have in your closet even if uh,
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> else. yeah and yeah, a lot of baseball ties that's for sure but uh and those are fun to, to wear at certain times but uh well let, let's talk about a suddenly very hot hitting tin caps team.
3: Yeah, so we're in the final week of the first half of the season. Again, as a reminder for everyone, this year the 10-caps have a 132-game schedule. And as was mostly the case in the past, the season divided into two halves, so 66 games and 66 games. And this first half will end at Parkview Field next Thursday. So the 10-caps not in contention for a playoff spot here in the first half. But you're right, they're definitely building up some momentum here towards the second half on the road this week up in Michigan, in Lansing, where they've won three of the first four in this series, including wins each of the last two nights. Last night, it was a 7-2 to two victory. It was 9-4 to four the night before that. And even when they lost one game on Wednesday, they had a dozen hits in that one. So definitely the offense uh, has been coming to life, uh, which is encouraging to see. And I think, uh, yeah, everyone's pretty optimistic about next Friday, clean slate, second half, and they'll have a chance to uh, make a second half playoff push, and uh, the confidence definitely building. And only only uh, downer about the second half is they won't have any games in Lansing. Where <laughs> now this season, they are let's see, eight and one or eight and two, I should say, in ten games played here. <laughs> so they've had a lot of success playing up in Lansing. They're the A's affiliate. So Jim, I know things right now not very good for your favorite yeah. major league team. Yeah. Yeah, a future maybe not even super super bright at least uh with the group they've got up here with the lug
1: nuts you know and that's usually what happens with oakland then once uh, you know once the the olsons and chapmans get traded or leave or something you know along those lines or bassett or something you know they get in return either draft picks or or bona fide prospect minor leaguers and uh yeah, and so usually your minor league system is uh, is pretty stocked and in and, and loaded up. Well, boy, Lansing not uh, not showing that uh, ilk right now, but anyway, so with the first half ending, it uh, looks like Dayton and Great Lakes are going to be your two teams that are qualifying early for postseason play. And then uh, for the second half, obviously they will already be in. So it's between Lake County, West Michigan, the Tin Caps, and Lansing or the other two playoff spots, if I'm not mistaken, correct, John?
3: Actually, that is one of the changes here. Uh, Pre-2020, the Midwest League featured 16 teams, and so you would have been exactly right where the top two teams in HF were securing a playoff spot for September, but now that the Midwest League, since last year, is just 12 teams, there's only one playoff spot on the line each division each half so, Just yeah, one? currently the Dayton the Dayton dragons uh are in first place Great Lakes in second and that's who the Tim caps are going to be hosting at Parkview field next week so the Tim caps might be able to officially knock out the wounds but uh yeah just one team clinching per half uh, so ultimately ultimately in September it'll be a four team postseason no it'll be interesting actually I, Sorry, Joe, I was actually just taking a peek at the standings this morning. Great Lakes is currently two and a half games behind Dayton. So that means next Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday at Parkview Field, it it is kind of unusual. Those games are going to be the first half when the TinCaps Caps are hosting the Dodgers-affiliated Great Lakes Loons. And then the Loons are staying for next weekend. And Friday, the records reset to zero and zero. But, uh, yeah, Great Lakes is having something to play for standings wise so the Tim caps have a chance to be somewhat of a spoiler um and maybe uh and maybe eliminate them from the playoff uh, race
1: yes indeed yeah it's that's interesting the way that they're doing it uh with the six team divisions instead of the the larger eight team divisions that uh, we've we've you know come to know in the past but uh, you know as far as the this season going and everything and I know uh during during pandemic uh the, the height of the pandemic, as far as broadcasting, you only didn't you broadcast the home games and then do the road games via like a like a feed or something like that?
3: Correct. Last season our road radio broadcast here on thirteen eighty the Fan, one hundred point nine FM were done remotely. Mm-hmm. Now, that said, compared to going back to 2020 and even last year, if people were following major league games or other sports where the broadcasters weren't there in person, at that major league level, they had the sophistication of providing those broadcasters who were working remotely, you know, something like eight different camera shots that they could see all at the same time, and they would get the audio uh through the magic of technology sent to them from the ballpark where the game was being played. So, you know, I think we all uh, tu- tuned into broadcasts where we didn't even realize that the broadcasters right. weren't there because it sounded like it and they didn't really miss a beat. Not exactly the situation for us last year where we didn't get the benefit of having the audio uh, from on site transferred to us. So, now, if you were listening to a game last year and you thought you heard the same fans shouting the same thing uh, every 30 minutes, because, yes, <laughs> we were just kind of playing canned crowd noise on a loop. And then we're also at the mercy of the video production quality of the, uh, the other teams. And, I mean, for instance, there's one team out there that doesn't even do a video broadcast. so They set up a webcam. <laughs> right. uh, not exactly high definition to track. And then if anyone's been... Seeing uh, the games the Tim caps are playing up here in Lansing uh, this season, I don't know how they managed to arrange it, but they don't have a dedicated camera behind home plate to track when a ball is hit to the outfield. So <laughs> instead, like last night, the Timcaps caps Robert Hassel, the top Padres prospect here, he hammered a homer out to right field, <laughs> and somehow their, their video camera was just showing – Center field <laughs> didn't follow the ball Oops. whatsoever in a herky-jerky fashion. Uh, so yes, yeah, thank thank goodness we are uh, on site here in Lansing, and we were able to see it clear the wall, no issues. Um, so yes, yeah, so that's been one of the, uh, for personally speaking, in my role as play-by-play broadcaster, that's been one of the uh, the enhancements again this year of being able to call the road games in person.
1: We're talking this morning with John Nolan. Play-by-play voice of the Fort Wayne Tin Caps in our weekly Tin Caps chat. Pinch hitting for Mike Nutter this week. Now, John, if you wouldn't mind, take us through, let's say, a day in the life of John Nolan on the road. Now, in today may be a little bit different, uh, you know, coming onto on the radio at 9 o'clock, but, but I'm sure that the, to... The casual fan, they think, well, you just show up at the ballpark, uh, you know, on a couple minutes before the game and, and just, you know, call what you see on the field. But a little more to it than that. But, but what, what does a day look like with, with John Nolan uh, if, if we were to shadow you?
3: Oh, boy. Well, uh, I was going to make a joke about how after the game, you know, Bars are open here until 3 a.m. You know, get a good 12 hours of sleep, brush the teeth, go over to the ballpark. But uh,
1: no. Well, I knew about the bars from not. Justin. Yeah, Justin.
3: <laughs> you knew I was lying when I said I brushed my teeth. I get uh, uh Well, even when I am on the road, I still do have responsibilities uh, most of the time as far as, you know, efforting to assist our, our marketing department with the tin caps. So. Uh, usually it's still up for nine o'clock in the I guess you could say actually working remotely in that sense uh, as far as being on my computer and you know responding to emails or messages from uh, coworkers and from those you know, outside of uh, outside of the company so to speak that we're working with um, I and mean, one of my responsibilities as a team's media relations manager is putting together information to share with local media you know like yourself like Brett here on the fan and, and all the local TV stations and Dylan Sin with his beat coverage for the Journal Gazette. So this case, it's kind of incumbent on uh, me to make sure to put out there the storyline, like for instance, that Robert Hassel right now has the highest batting average in the Midwest league. Um, since you know our other reporters have everything else to cover from the local high school sports to our college teams and pro teams. So Mm-hmm. I'm the one who's making sure to uh, to feed them the info that they share, whether in the paper, radio, TV, etc. I'm uh, preparing for that night's broadcast, and so making sure I've got uh, good info to share, good stories to tell on the air. In the past, it was I feel that was maybe even uh, extra vital to fill like three to three and a half hours. Thankfully, this year the games are also moving at a quicker pace, so mm-hmm. two and a half hours. I don't need to start. You know, telling the story about, uh, you know, the Kikiangas game in 1871. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, make sure to have uh, preparation uh, to share. And then, you know, seems like almost every day something uh, out of the ordinary pops up. Give you an example. Actually, this past week, even on the road in Lansing, very unique, there is a blind sports commentator named Bryce Weiler who is. Uh, co-founded an organization, a nonprofit, called Beautiful Lives Project. And uh, they do amazing work in helping to make sports and other activities more accessible to those with disabilities. So they actually had a clinic taking place here in Lansing with players and coaches this week one afternoon. So that was uh, really awesome to see. Um, But in addition to that, I actually uh, helped uh, to lead Bryce around Um, and introduce him to uh, our players and coaches. and He actually even joined us on the broadcast for uh, uh, a few innings here during the course of the week. So, you know, something like that uh, that that was out of the ordinary uh, for the schedule, but spending some extra time uh, with him. And, yeah, I hope some people were able to uh, catch that. It's pretty incredible that despite not being able to see, uh, Bryce has not stopped that. From uh, accomplishing a ton, including being able to be an analyst on a professional sports broadcast, and he's actually been featured by ESPN, and he was on CBS Sports during uh, March Madness coverage too. But uh, yeah, all that stuff leads up to uh, to showtime, and so trying to make sure to get a coffee in along the way too to have enough energy to uh, carry the broadcast uh, through the night. But yeah, I guess that's that's kind of how it goes. Well,
1: you know, and it's interesting that. You, know, you you tell the story of Bryce there are so many things like that that you become exposed to in sports and especially professional sports uh being able to to have these life moments that uh, you'll remember forever and just to be able to see some of the uh the people that let's say overcome adversity to excel and and still follow a dream—it's it, incredible. Just all the things you see and you're subjected to uh, throughout day in the life, let's say. But uh, but yeah, that, those are uh, incredible stories, John. Now now talking about you know your preparation for games too—is it actually easier having the six-game series? Uh, against the same team or, or coming in, you know, do, playing three? Because in the past it was like three and three, and, and every once in a while I think you might get a four-game series. But still, uh, but now with coming into Lansing and you say, well, I'm just going to sit down here, and I'm going to be here for the next, you know, six days, is that easier? Do you get to know the players on the opposing teams as well uh, a little better? Uh, and, uh, and does that make preparation easier, or is it a little bit more of a challenge?
3: Personally, I think these uh, six-game series that minor league baseball started having last year uh, do make life on the road easier. And forget about me for a second, but uh, just as far as the, the players and coaches go, um, it does minimize sort of the wear and tear grind of the season because, let's say, in the past, the TinCaps caps were on the road here for six games in Michigan. We might have played three in Lansing, but then on after Thursday night's game, we might have busted to, let's say, Grand Rapids, uh, which wouldn't be terribly far, but still uh, looking at, you know, an hour plus, two hours to get over there. So you're not checking into the hotel in Grand Rapids until, you know, that would be, you know, best-case scenario, 2 a.m. or or something like that. And all of a sudden now, by the time you get to bed, it's 3, and then your, your next day is kind of starting from behind. And, again, that would have been actually an instance with, not a terrible bus ride, but there have been times where we went from a you know, green to South bend over the mm. course of the night and the sun's coming up by the time the bus pulls in and so stuff like that definitely takes its toll over the course of the season. So you know, as far as just yeah, being able to not feel so wiped or, uh, or drained by some of that travel, the six game series uh, helps out a lot because they'll wrap up with a afternoon game tomorrow and get back to Port Wayne at a, reasonable hour uh, in the evening and yeah you just don't feel like you're uh you're just wiped out and then now a day off on Monday too every week to to recharge a bit so that definitely helps And then looking at it from the broadcast standpoint for that that applies to me to, to some degree too um even just not having to take the time to break down equipment set up equipment and then yeah I think that I you get a little bit more familiar with the other team's players in the past for the three game series you know maybe by the third game I feel like I've got a grasp of what kind of uh, you know, player a guy is and then okay now now that knowledge uh, is useless going forward with a with a new new opponent whereas here now you, you do get uh, I think better insight into uh, who the players are in the other team so yeah I, I do like the uh, the six game series format these days
1: as far as of course then uh... When the tin caps are done with Lansing after Sunday's game, as you said, you know, the, the league wide day off on Monday and then returning to Parkview Field this coming Tuesday for a six game homestand. And, you know, what are some of the highlights of uh, of what's going on for the fans out there?
3: Yeah, for anyone who uh, maybe is still looking for a last minute uh, gift for dad for Father's Day, uh, I think getting a tin caps ticket for this coming week would be a great idea not to sound like a broken record with it being a jam-packed promotional schedule now here for the midpoint of the season, but this week coming up is arguably the most loaded all season long. Out of the six games at Parkview Field from Tuesday through next Sunday, there are four fireworks nights. Even Tuesday night is going to be a fireworks night. And on top of that, Tuesday is also going to be Princess Night, which has become one of the most popular annual promotions. It's really awesome to see. Uh, all the kids dress up in their costumes and the team party partners with your party princess. So there are like the professional princesses uh, there in costume as well for picture opportunities. So that's going to be great. And then in addition, spread the word to anyone who you know suffers from a severe peanut allergy. Cause Tuesday will be the second of our three peanut free games. So it'll be a safe environment with no peanuts or Cracker Jack or any of those peanut products uh for sale in the ballpark's been scrubbed down of any kind of peanut residue so no matter an allergy situation it'll be a safe space and as usual on tuesday it'll be a family feast night with two dollar concessions then wednesday the regular promotion of paws and claws you can bring your dog out with a paw pass and you can also save on white claw thursday your thirsty thursday um presented by rudy's with two dollar beers and post-game fireworks on thursday more fireworks on Friday. And Friday is also going to be the makeup of our Marvel Superhero Night. Last month that got rained out. So the Tim caps will be wearing Iron Man-themed uh, jerseys. So that's going to be that's an official partnership now with Marvel. So that's going to be really legit. Mm-hmm. And then a week from tonight, next Saturday, we're going to have a first-ever National Entertainment Act dueling pianos. So there are going to be two guys there behind the keys. And so they're going to be playing the music for walk-up songs. They're going to be uh, doing some bits between innings. Uh, They've been really popular at at other minor league parks around the country. And so Mike Nutter and the marketing crew, they were seeing the, the success, the fun that other teams had with the dueling piano. So they're going to make their Parkview Field debut next Saturday, and that'll be capped by fireworks too. And finally, a week from tomorrow, Sunday the 26th. That's Military Appreciation Day, presented by OmniSource Steel Dynamics uh, and the Padres. And so, and that'll start off with a flyover. The uh, A10 Thunderbolts from the 122nd Fighter Wing. Teams wearing special red, white, and blue jerseys. Um, we'll have God Bless America during the game. And, and you know, most uh, most importantly, uh, complimentary tickets have been available to military members, both active duty and veterans and their families. So just a very small way for the Tin Caps to express our appreciation to all those who have served our country.
1: A very busy time at Parkview Field when the Tin Caps come home for that six-game homestand. Well, John, thank you so much for joining us this morning. A a very apt pinch hitter for Mr. Nutter. And uh, we'll be listening to you, and uh, we'll see you at the ballpark this week.
3: Sounds good. Thanks. And, And actually if I will, one last Happy Father's Day to everyone listening and one last gift idea. Looking ahead to next month, one time when the Tin Caps will be on the road, the ballpark will be hosting the Nitro Circus uh, for the first time ever. So these are like crazy daredevil uh, motorcycle stunts and whatnot. And so there's a special promo code this weekend for a buy one, get one free ticket offer. Uh, So if you go to tincaps.com or follow the tin caps on social media you can find the information for a promo code for a buy one get one free for uh the nitro circus um coming up in july at the ballpark
1: wow sounds like a lot of fun
3: there nitro circus it, the promo code is, is rad dad sounds like they're just describing you jim
1: well, thank you. I, I was wondering if they're going to do a promo code app. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, that sounds like a lot of fun. And, and once again, Parkview Field, uh, hey, whether it's baseball or anything else, uh, you're going to have a great time going, just going through the gates. So we love it out there. Well, John, thank you so much, and uh, we'll talk soon.
3: All right. Thanks, guys. See ya. All
1: right. That was John Nolan, uh, play-by-play voice of the Fort Wayne Tin Caps in our weekly Tin Caps chat been shitting for Mr. Mike Nutter. Okay, so is it Princess Night or Nitro Circus that you were gonna well try to secure tickets for
2: the the, the key words uh, that uh that John said professional princesses yeah that is on my business card. And and I know that that's yeah. OPS, you know, director of communications and professional princess. Did you have
1: to do the professional in all caps though?
2: I did you didn't have well, to you know, but you gotta you did. reinforce what i am so yeah those those two words caught my eye because uh, now which tiara will you wear <laughs> well that was a giggle then. <laughs> <laughs> well you know when you got somebody to choose from you just you know I, well, you, you gotta you gotta base it on mood i've never seen you wear two uh <laughs> in back-to-back weeks that were the same <laughs> well you know you just gotta keep it mixed up you know so in the super uh, the,
1: the marvel costumes you <laughs> wear it too i mean that's yeah, you, huh.
2: know, you know you, you're a man of many talents you know the rule is the tighter the better when you go to uh to marvel we're, costumes. we're so. gonna go to break uh <laughs> probably for <laughs> best for and, all and, and
1: then when we come back we're <laughs> gonna talk some football yeah,
2: yeah we'll uh this professional princess
1: will talk <laughs> some football <laughs> yes we will we're gonna go ahead step out take a break we'll be back with more you're listening to talk and sports powered by automotive color and supply on 1380 the fan 100.9 fm
0: you make every click you take they'll be watching you Are you tired of being tracked online? There's a simple solution. duckduckgo. It's an all-in-one privacy app with a built-in private search engine, web browser, one-click data clearing, email protection, and more, all for free. Download the app today and get the most comprehensive privacy protection with the push of a button. duckduckgo. Privacy simplified. What I know about courage, I learned from my adoptive mom. She said sometimes you just gotta hold on and know we'll get through this. Mom, we are so high up. Hold my hand. <laughs> no, you hold my hand. Here we. Learn about adopting a teen from foster care. You can't imagine the reward. Visit AdoptUSKids.org to find out more. This message is brought to you by Adopt US Kids, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, and the Ad Council. Now back to Talkin' Sports with Jim Shovlin on Fort Wayne Sports Station. 1380 The Fan and
1: 100.9 FM. Welcome back to Talkin' Sports, powered by Automotive Color and Supply for a Saturday, June 18th. Along with Justin Kenny from OPS and starts Till the top of the hour at 10 o'clock. If you have a question, comment, suggestion, rant, opinion, etc. Hit us up on the automotive color and supply text line at 46862. That's 46862. Put TS in the front of your message. And I am going to pose a question or two to Mr. Justin Kenny about the upcoming high school football season. So perhaps if you have a high school football question too. Hey, 46862, uh, join in on this with us because uh, Justin has his finger on the pulse of high school football in Northeast Indiana. Okay, Justin, right out of the box, I'm going to give you the million dollar question right off the bat. What you got? Do we have a team from Northeast Indiana that could play at Lucas Oil Stadium Thanksgiving weekend?
2: Man, uh, yes, I feel we do. If I had to put money on it right now on who it would be, it would be Adams Central in uh, 1A. If I had to pick a second team, it would be Norwell in 3A. That's kind of where I'm at right now. But mid-June, anything can happen. Well, and that's the fun of it.
1: You right. Know, because and we know that there are so many high school football fans amongst the, uh, the listeners on 1380, and especially that uh, that tune in on Saturday mornings, and it's uh, you know it's always intriguing. It, it's bigger than life. It's it sometimes because when you talk about personnel, you talk about coaches, you know, and uh, and my goodness, I mean, you know, you look at uh, it just the the shuffling of the different coaches. Quentin Bowen now going from Snyder to take over the Northrop job that Jason Dorfler left to go to Leo because Jared Souter is going and accepted an administrative job, you know, at the school. So, you know, just that little bit of shuffling and what happens often to the coaching staff some are paid positions some are volunteer and you know number one you need people that are going to be able to devote the time because it's not just showing up on friday night or at a couple of practices during the week uh football is is year-round i mean when you when you get right down to it so what, what do you? Uh, what are your thoughts coming in here? And, and of course, uh, in, and I want to get to the 7-on-7 seven seven and, and some of the individual skill players uh, after a bit here, but, but what are your thoughts coming into this season, the, the 22 season, after the season we had last year and some of the high hopes we had for some of the teams?
2: Well, I mean, we'll look at the SAC right now, and there's just a lot of questions there because we have some teams... That lost a lot. You look at Bishop Lures, who you know lost a significant amount in that senior class last year. You look at Snyder that brings back their quarterback and Luke Hopper and mm-hmm. and some pieces there. Other everywhere else, you look at like Homestead. Where do they go? Is it Peyton Slavin at quarterback? You feel like Homestead's in that conversation. Who knows? Um, you look at Carroll, and, and of course, with the, with the tragic loss of Owen. You know, where do they go now? Because Owen was, was you know, slotted in for that QB one. You know, Northside, there's a lot of hype around Northside again this year. But I think we felt that same way, or at least it was being passed along last year. And they finished two and seven. So I got to see it before I'm buying in to Northside. You know, Quentin Bowen at Northrop, you know, I think he's going to need a couple years, you know. But a great mind and coached. And and played at Snyder for a good two decades, and you know very much off the Russ Isaacs, Kurt Pittman coaching tree, but Northrop has some pieces there. They're, they're, they need more talent, and you know learning yesterday, and I don't think this is any secret now, is is C J Davis, uh, the safety at Northrop now as of right now at Bishop DeWanger. so that's a huge loss for Northrop, because that's a D1 safety that was arguably the best safety over the top and being able to play the run in the SAC. And when you looked at Northrop is what could they build around? They could build around one of the best safeties in the league in CJ Davis. And they could build around one of the best D lineman DNs in the league in Jelante Hinton. And now it sounds like CJ Davis won't be at Northrop. He'll be at Bishop Dwanger. So this is the, the, the fun, I guess you could say fun and, and maybe frustrating thing for coaches in the SAC is we can make predictions in June Mm. But there's a whole hell of a lot of stuff that's going to change between now and then. Between State. now and then, yeah. You know, uh, well, now Coach
1: Bowen, assembling his staff right now, you know, yeah. after having uh, years of of blood and sweat equity at, at Snyder, you know, how does he assemble a staff?
2: I think you're going to see a mix of, 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 of old guys stay over. So, you know, Ben Martone, Tim Martone, those are two guys in particular that I know of that are staying at Northrop and we'll we'll bring that continuity from one regime to another. We could also see Quentin Bowen bringing some guys in that he's familiar with and and over his almost two decades of coaching in in Fort Wayne. So I think you're going to see a little bit of uh, old and new at Northrop. But the fact that... You know, this is a tough thing, too, is is you get hired. And June doesn't seem late in the process, but it actually is because, you know, a lot of these teams have been able to get workouts in and, you know, spring, you're allowed to do a little bit more. And now you can have some competition days. You have five in the summer that you can use. And Northrop's really playing from behind because talking to Coach Bowen, he's bringing in a new offensive scheme. He's bringing in a new defensive scheme. He's got to teach those principles before his team's going out and competing. So while nearly everybody else in the SAC is playing in one-day shootouts and, and all that, Northrop's just trying to install right now. So they're going to be at a disadvantage, you know, heading into the real meat of the preseason prep coming up on August 1st.
1: And let's segue into talent. Sure. What, uh, in, in you know, Eastside, loss of laban davis and it seemed like laban davis was at Eastside for eight or nine seasons it just seemed like who is going to fill the shoes of laban davis at Eastside? do we know
2: yet well i mean nobody's going to be able to replicate what laban davis was able to do there i mean it was just absolutely you know phenomenal and and even in 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 Bishop Lewis circles, talking to some kids and still the frustrations, you know, not being able to contain Laban Davis. Easy, easier said than done. Uh, Not sure exactly who fills Laban Davis's QB spot right now, uh, but you look at other guys that uh, they potentially haven't got, I mean, that offensive line returns some solid talent uh, still from a year ago, and and we know it like that. That helps can help immeasurably. You have Dax Holman coming back as a senior for Eastside, and he's a difference maker on both sides of the football. I mean, he was involved on almost every play in that Bishop lures game, it seemed like, and and even uh, you know aggravating the Bishop lures side uh, of things a couple times. So, I think there's still pieces there for Eastside. And I think still that there's a significant gap between Eastside and everybody else, at least in that small school division. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe Cherubusco is able to trim that gap a little bit, but Cherubusco has guys to replace of their own with guys like uh, Hunter Byanski and Nick Nondorf. So they're not necessarily in a great spot either, Riley Burroff as well. So. Uh, I think it's wide open in terms of the NECC. In terms of what you look, I still would put Eastside there at the top of the small school, and you know maybe it's a Garrett in that big school division potentially. But um, I you know can Angola jump back and get up there? So I think there's some some open questions there in the NECC. And Justin, who are some of the talented
1: names that that we're going to be hearing? uh about this year who are some of the the, the big time returnees sure. that perhaps you know uh time and distance we we've uh you know they aren't uh front burner right now right but uh who are some who
2: are some of the uh the talented kids that are going to be counted on well i think you know a lot of pub goes to the guys like uh like tay tay johnson at Northside, who's a legit division one high division one talent uh and then, you know, other guys in there, like C.J. Davis, has gotten a lot of attention on, on the recruiting trail. But, you know, other guys, I I think there's going to be some quarterbacks emerge. Those, those it, Do you look at Eli Maddox, who you could argue has the most experience in the SAC behind and he's in Concordia, correct? Yeah, at yeah. Concordia. Do you look at a Bodie Dickerson that goes from Bishop DeWenger to Northside, and how does he fit in there? And I think that's going to be a boost to Northside because – While they were playing Brayshawn Bassett at quarterback for the most majority of last year, Brayshawn is more of an athlete than a quarterback. So I think Mm -hmm. he, you know, he was filling that role just because of the skill set that he has. Bodie Dickerson is a pure signal caller for Northside. So I think that helps. Um, But otherwise, you know, when you look at the SAC, and I feel like guys like uh, Lamarion Nelson, who didn't get a lot of attention last year, should have a junior or now be a senior at Wayne running back first team all is just tremendous now with Tyrese Brown gone from Snyder I think Langston level elevates that backfield will be RB1 for the Panthers and could really make a difference um, and, and just some some linemen some guys that don't get a lot of attention and you look at you know, Cam Craig at Concordia and uh, Ashton Scary at Dw- Dwanger Brandon Stuckey at Snyder all those guys are going to step up um, we talked about Jelante Hinton Um, But other guys as well. And Michael Dye at Northside could emerge as one of the the better uh, cover corners in the northern half of the state. So in the SAC, those are a lot of names. And Mylon Graham, too, with with New Haven has really burst onto the scene here over the summer as a kid that's going to get some high division one looks as well, just entering his junior season uh, for New Haven. And then that loaded class at Norwell, not just that senior class, but that junior class as well. I -hmm. really think the Norwell Knights are the team to beat to enter into the season right now for um, the NEA. And, you know, the SAC is impossible to predict because kids are coming and going all the time. We mentioned CJ Javis earlier. It's a little bit easier to predict the NEA and other leagues in the area because you're not seeing the immense amount of transfers. Uh, Community-based, more or less. Absolutely. So I feel a lot more confident with my NEA preseason pick right now of Norwell than I am anything in the SAC because you feel, okay, I mean, you're looking at that group at Norwell and those guys are going to be there. Right. Mm-hmm. So a little bit easier. And then the SACAC, everything rolls through Monroe. I mean, Adam central is that team. Uh, I see them for the foreseeable future, the next couple of years being that team to beat. And in my opinion, as we started off th- right now in mid June, the best chance for an area team to get the state championship who succeeds Carson Clark at, Bishop I think it's up for grabs right now. That's that's a big question that Bishop lewers has to answer, and you're seeing a lot of those quarterback questions throughout the SAC. So right now, I think it's an open competition in terms of who fits that. I think they have a couple of different guys that fit certain roles, but aren't that complete package. So that's something that Bishop Luehrs is going to have to figure out. And of course, they lose you know Jaden Hill to Carroll and uh, Devon Doty to Northside. So. Not only did they graduate a lot of players, but they also had some guys leave. But, you know, Nick Thompson is one of the more dynamic players in the entire area. Just committed to Toledo uh, last week. So congratulations to him. He'll be a difference maker for Bishop Lewis. They just need to get him more involved, I think, on the offensive side of things. Didn't really need him last year. They had plenty of playmakers. But uh, this coming year, he's going to need to make more of an impact offensively.
1: Four six eight six two automotive color and supply text line. Got a couple minutes left in the show. Uh, if you get a text in real quick, we can possibly get it on the air. Uh, you know, and in, in just just looking uh, as gosh, the the season will be, will be here before we know two it. Two months
2: in a day. And I mean, we kick it off on August nineteenth.
1: Yeah, I, I just looking forward to all of that, and um, you know, just just some of the names. But who who are some of the D one. Uh, talent that, that some of the teams uh, will, will be building around you know like Leo had uh, Livingston and, and Allen both uh, you know on the line that that, that went D1 uh, but you know who are some of the other ones
2: well Brody Bolin at, at, at Norwell is going to be a kid that could probably go Division 1 up front first mm-hmm. team uh, all uh, NE eight last year three sport uh, athlete yeah. yeah and a lot of those guys at, Lew- at Norwell are all three start late. like they play football basketball baseball mm-hmm. you know uh, Luke Graft, I think, could really be a kid um, on both sides of the football, could emerge as a, a low D1 type kid. I mentioned My, Mylon Graham. He's going to go Power 5. Bronte Johnson will go Power 5, and those guys are both tremendous talents. Uh, Nick Thompson uh, early on was getting some Power 5 interest, but you know, is now going to Toledo. So I think you're going to see a net, the next crop of guys emerge in terms of who are the kids Going forward, that are going to get some some big D1 looks. I think the the excitement is there's a lot there's always hype around kids, but until you prove it on Friday nights, mm-hmm. there's really open questions. So I think Jelante Hinton can really break out for Northrop and really start getting some high division one uh, attention. And so you know, Dylan Bennett too. Carroll is another guy to watch. I mean, he's a freak athlete, freak. You know, his body is insane, insanely built. I mean, I think he came out of the womb with with biceps the size of uh that they are now so he's a kid that too that you know passion for the game and could definitely develop into one of the best linebackers in all of the state of indiana
1: yes i remember uh being at a game at carroll last year and having him pointed out you know in pregame. watch him and i don't know if he's number 10 or anyway, Yeah, yeah and, and so watch 10 and and just enjoy and yes indeed so uh